And every time I just sit there for like five minutes, God's like, I love you. He just wants me to be quiet. (laughs) Welcome to 242, a podcast of the Buffalo Vineyard Church, where we discuss topics that matter to our lives as followers of the way of King Jesus. This is season two where we are discussing the values of the Buffalo Vineyard Church, trying to answer the question, who are we? And this is episode four. I'm talking with Pastor Zach Lopez about our value for mysticism. We talk a little bit about that word mysticism and what it means and how people respond to it. We define it, uh, explore some passages of scripture that um, just speak to what our experience of the Spirit of God can be like. Talk quite a bit about what it means practically for us to be mystical people, people who value the the work of the Spirit in our lives, value prayer, value the experience of God in worship. And uh, we also talk uh, quite a bit about why it matters, why it's important. So I hope you enjoy. All right, Zach, it's official. We're recording a podcast episode. There we go. Cool. cool. So uh, I'm with Pastor Pastor Zach Lopez, and um, we are talking about our our value for mysticism. And um, maybe actually before we even define the term, um, that that word has, it gets interesting responses. Yeah. Right? You want to talk about that? What kinds uh, of response? I mean, maybe even what kinds of responses have you had to that word? Um, and what kinds of responses have you heard people have to that word? Yeah. Uh, well, when I first got asked to be the spiritual life pastor, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> not called the spiritual life pastor. It was called the, the mystical pastor. And I was like, um, I'm not some sort of wizard or whatnot. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing when you hear that word, I mean, I've heard it in vineyard settings and whatnot, uh, mysticism, but that's one of those like. Christianese words that Mm. people are like tend to or even in the secular realm they're like ooh, that's getting uh it's getting weird there's getting some witchcraft or some wizardry or so we just joked that i was like the wizard pastor or something like that but um chief chief wizarding chief (laughs) chief wizarding um pastor yeah with uh just it's it's really helped having this as a value for uh part of the Buffalo Vineyard Church to kind of dissect it and make it less scary. Mm. Um with that just in our in our value thing saying trusting the spirit to work in through and around us in weird like in all the weirdness and all the craziness. This is what we do. Um just let the spirit do what he wants. And that's really cool. Like we can kind of dissect that and make it less weird. We're called to be spirit people. Yeah. Um that's what I've loved about the vineyard, like come Holy spirit. (laughs) And, uh, we've, we've, we've made it less scary, uh, in the vineyard setting. So, yeah, I, I'd like to hear more about that. Like when you say, you know, making the Holy spirit less scary (laughs) or, I mean, because to a certain degree, like, obviously, you can't make the Holy Spirit less no, scary, right? No, no, it's no. like, you because you said it's embracing the weirdness, too, yeah. right? And so, like, to, to a certain degree, what we're saying is that we're people who are embracing the scariness or the weirdness or yeah. the whatever you want to call that of being spiritual people, right? Yeah. But also, I think I would agree with you that one of the things that is a part of our legacy as vineyard people is that, um, and this I think goes directly back to John Wimber, is 
I guess I would say it like this. The Holy Spirit is scary enough. We don't have to make it <laughs> scarier, right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is weird enough. We don't have to make yeah. it any weirder. And John Wimber really modeled that of yeah. like not toning it up, but rather toning it down yeah. and saying, hey, like the Spirit's going to do what the Spirit's going to do, but we should just be like responding to that. Yeah. So talk more about your own experiences of that. What yeah. what have been some of your experiences with the spirit, kind of the weirdness of the spirit, but also with that value for saying, hey, we don't, like this doesn't need to be this scary, weird thing. It's just about us being with God and allowing God to be with us. Mm -hmm. So what, I don't know, is there a story that you would tell that kind of highlights that in your own experience? Yeah, um, yeah I like that you said the just how Wimber kind of like made it like this not as scary thing. That's what Vineyard is, naturally supernatural. He, okay. he uh, <laughs> at first, I remember hearing some of those stories with him like first starting with his power evangelism stuff and Holy Spirit moments. And he's like, this is not what I planned. This, is, God, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but as he progressed and went more and more like, it just became a more natural kind of thing. And I remember in some of my beginning stages of youth ministry, seeing the the power move in worship and I'm not totally understanding it and being scared. Like, God, why do I feel this way? Why am I tingly? Um, what is, what is not totally comprehending what it was, but I had some good leaders in my life kind of, coach me and teach me what was going on. Um, I, I just remember one of the most, it probably one of the most Holy spirit moments in my young adult life, uh, was what we had a friend pass away in our youth group. And, uh, mm. that week they asked us for, we were, we were, uh, we had a youth team that was on the adult schedule. It was really cool. Pathway Vineyard Church and uh we were scheduled to be on that week that he, he passed away and uh and they asked us, Do you wanna do you wanna trade weeks? We can give you a break and I was like, No, this is this is what uh we need to do. We need to do this and everybody came around, uh loved each other, but that morning just the atmosphere totally changed. We can't Pathway's a bigger church, so there's a lot of structure and and a lot of just like time, like you have to be in a time management kind of way. It wasn't that way this, that morning. Um, and I just remember people dancing, mm. people crying, people uh, just no holds barred. <laughs> the spirit doing what he was doing. And that was one of my first like major experiences of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, okay, God, this is... This is weird, but it's 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 exactly what Mark said last week. Weird but wonderful. Mm. The wonder that's kind of what like I experience like in mysticism. It's the wonder, the awe, the right. just the the crazy stuff that you see Jesus doing. And I got to experience that firsthand. One of the that was a, a, definitely a formational moment. In yeah. my worship ministry, for sure. How much? So when you when you use the word mysticism, or like I know the the Vineyard National has used other terms over the years to talk about that same value, experiencing God or engaging with God, or how much of that is just for you defined by your experiences of God in worship? Like, is that all of it? Most of it? Some of it? A little mm. bit of it? It's a lot of it. 
I, I mean, being a musician, there's definitely the technical aspect and like I'm thinking of what I'm playing and whatnot, but the wonder and the awe of how great God is and I get to do this because I was called by God to do this and I was created by a create like the super creator God to do this, like the wonder of that all kind of welling up in me yeah. and um, this totally intimate moment of, okay, like, here we go, here we go. And uh, so that's definitely, I, I think the mysticism and the, the, the spirit moving is a, a probably like 75% <laughs> or more of, yeah. of, of it all. And I, 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 that's what I feel led to do for, congregations and for vineyard um retreats and different things that it's that they get to experience that wonder and that awe mm. um and the spirit move that's through cool. and in me yeah so one of the there's lots of places in scripture where you could point at this value for mysticism i think the thing the the passage for me that is kind of like the the central passage uh, I, and I'll share it. And then I want to ask some of the, some of the places in scripture you would lean on is uh, M- Moses encountering God in the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Right. And it starts off. It's like that weird and wonderful experience mm-hmm. that, you know, Mo- Moses sees the burning bush from afar off and he investigates. And as he gets closer, he encounters God and God, t- God tells him, you know, take your shoes off. You're standing in holy ground. So like the experience goes from weird and wonderful to weirder and more wonderful to weirder and more wonder. <laughs> you know, it just keep. it's like, it just ratchets up where, you know, like he's asking God who he is and God is responding with essentially like, I'm the only one that there is, you know, I, yeah. I'm the one who was, I'm the one who is, I'm the one who will be. And you can, you can know, know, that I'm sending you and tell people who I am when, when you go to them. And so there's just this like crazy, again, weird, wonderful experience that, that Moses has encountering the living God, both in just that experience of holiness, but also that experience of commissioning for a purpose for God's purpose. So again, there's lots of places in scripture that you could point at where there's that just either one of the, the, the characters in the yeah. biblical story is having this experience of mysticism or, you know, like maybe in, in some of the epistles or whatever, or some of the Psalms, there's just like this description of that experience. But that's the one for me that yeah. I like kind of has captured my imagination for, and I would say I've had, you know, I haven't had literal burning bush experiences, but I've had those experiences time and again, both in worship and in other ways in my life where it's like, Oh, that's what Moses was experiencing as he was coming into God's presence and experiencing the holiness of God in ways that actually, again, in weird and wonderful ways, caused him to become a different person and go out with a different purpose in life. Yeah. So I'd be curious to hear from you, like, what are some of the passages of scripture that for you, you're like, yeah, this is what mysticism is all about. <laughs> is it right here? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, Mark and Patrick and I just got done with a, a Bible intensive a, a year or so ago. And I, I see the spirit even more like doing going through the Old Testament before I had done this. I was like, OK, whatever. Like, but now I see that I, I see the spirit at move all through it. Like there's stories like Balaam and the donkey. <laughs> that's and a good one. The, like, that's weird and wonderful. Weird, yeah. 
Balaam's like doing something he shouldn't do, and like the donkey's like, no, like he actually talks. Like, what the heck? That's naturally supernatural. <laughs> like, and he's probably freaked out by that. Um, a little. <laughs> and then yeah, you see all these, usually, all the prophets are weird dudes. Elijah and Elisha, fire from heaven, bears mauling <laughs> kids, and um, using excrement to like <laughs> to so, make food, like oh, Ezekiel and the dry, all sorts of just like yes. weird and wonderful things. And the spirit is in at move, and and we even see it like uh, I think. Jesus saw all this stuff that was happening in the Old Testament. And we even see the weirdness of like him healing a blind man. Like, okay, I'm gonna spit in the dirt and like make some dirt. Like, how how does that do that? Even scientifically today, that doesn't even make any sense how that works. And the spirit is that move through that because he's Jesus. And <laughs> so, but I yeah, if I had to point to like one. Um, place there because there's so many um i just had it isaiah i mean mark mark pulled it up last last week but isaiah 61 the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me because he the lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor and yada 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 but like that moment is kind of like captured obviously when jesus is born but like when the spirit and john the baptist baptized uh, baptized Jesus, but the spirit falls upon him right. from God. And I see that verse like come into life at that moment with John the Baptist and Jesus being baptized. And here we go. Here's all the weird and wonderful in one, one package. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I guess that you gave kind of a litany of weird oh, yeah. prophetic <laughs> stories, right? Um, and we so Mark and I talked a little bit about this, and it's kind of interesting that we we recorded the episode. Where we're focusing on deliverance ministry, and then the next week mysticism, because those are kind of like the two the two values that lean into that kind of like experience of the weirdness of, um, but the wonder of God's spirit at work. Mm-hmm. So it's probably good that we did them back to back. But I think I'd be curious to hear some of your own experiences with uh, not not just in reading biblical stories but in ministry with other people where you're like, Oh wow, that was, that was kind of like a modern day equivalent of like cooking over human excrement where you're like, Oh, (laughs) that was really weird. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I, I definitely have had that experience with, you know, kind of more prophetic people or more mystical people where they really do bring like wonder, right. They bring power. They, they're, they're tapped into, something that's really necessary for the church that brings vibrancy. But also sometimes it's just like, Hey, it didn't have to be that weird. It could have been a little less weird and still been just as wonderful. So like, yeah. Do you have, do you have a story that comes to mind of (laughs) somebody being, being prophetically weird in front of you or Mm. around you, or maybe even you personally being prophetically weird? Mm. I I, I have plenty of just like weirdnesses that have happened in, ministry times at vineyard things or whatnot but um the one that's coming to my mind and i still like cringe about it to this day uh i was coming back from a a worship retreat and we went out to lunch in this like small podunk podunk 
little town in Vermont or something. We were coming back from a worship retreat in New Hampshire, and I was with a few vineyard dudes, Ted Kim and some other guys having some lunch. And uh, I just, like, we get done with lunch, um, and I random, like, I'm on the high of (laughs) the worship retreat, and I feel led to, like, pray for the 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 waitress and so i just had like a scent i don't even remember what it was like i had some sort of sense i don't know just maybe she was dealing with a rough relationship or something like that and so like all this stuff got downloaded to me and i did it like real quick and like the guys were trying to like run out the door and ted sees me back there And I'm stumbling (laughs) through this thing. Like, what are you doing, Zach? You're praying like, and I didn't even like, like, we know all these things. Like, can you ask to like lay your hand on somebody? And I didn't ask and I did that and I'm praying for her and I'm like, and Jesus name. Amen. Bye. And I like, (laughs) I just like run off and like, like we tipped her good and like left. And I have not to this day, like, I don't know what uh happened but i felt like i was obedient to the lord but i still like cringe in those and they're learning experiences like as as you do them more but i'm like what did you do zach (laughs) and it's just like this is weird like okay bye gorilla ministry time (laughs) yeah you just pop out of the bushes in a ghillie suit and pray for people (laughs) that's good but those things happen like when you're on the high of like a retreat or something like that that's the stuff you do (laughs) Well, so I think it's, uh, it's cool to, I think it uh, cool is the wrong word. It's important for us as, as people who have a value for mysticism, which I would say all Christians should have that value, that value for the experience of like the, the, the tangible experience of God's presence, um, that value for God showing up and doing things that are beyond what we can do you know, that, that is an, an essential piece of what it means to follow Jesus, I believe. And so having a value for that means that we should have room in our fellowship and in our ministry for, for weird things. Right. But I also think, you know, you started with just the reference to Wimber and the idea of being naturally supernatural. So we don't have to be abnormally supernatural. Right. And I think that that's where, you know, going back to that story, it's like, okay, you were learning and maybe there are some ways that you made it more awkward than it needed to be. But also like the goal is to grow and learn and to be people who are still open to the spirit moving in those ways, but doing it in ways that don't necessarily potentially traumatize some poor waitress or, you know what I mean? Like learning how to be people who are, yeah, again, like we're mystical people, but we, we don't have to make like we we don't have to be the source of the weirdness. The Holy Spirit can can mm-hmm. be that. Yeah. What's what are I mean? What's an example? I'm pro- I guess that story is an example yeah. of a learning lesson. Yeah. But what are some of the things either that you've seen in others or you yourself have learned where it's like okay, so like I'm valuing the the mystic the mysticism of the the spirit at work, but I also am learning how to practice that in. I guess in wisdom and gentleness and humility, mm-hmm. like what? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Even in some of those same, uh, setting those worship retreats, like I remember, uh, Ted 
getting prayed for and I'm his intern and just like, and I'm reading this book right now by um, Mike Tergiano, one of the spiritual like grandfathers of the vineyard talking about Holy spirit moments and, and how the spirit was doing crazy stuff in the beginning of vineyard. And now that I know this more, like I didn't have a concept or a register for what was going on, like Ted shaking and like, I'm seeing like people praying for him and experiencing like how to do it well. Like, okay, more Lord, more Lord, like, and waiting and being patient. Cause it's like a young, dumb teen. You're just like, let's do this. Like, let's do this fast and get, get going. And like waiting, listening. Okay. God, I think this is happening. And Ted's just like shaking and like, wow, this is, this is intense. And then, a few years later, I had my own experience like that, like not as intense, but Adam Russell just like praying for me and downloading all this stuff. And I'm on the floor, like mm-hmm. weeping and like saying, yes, God, I know that I've been like running away from my pastoral call. And Adam's just like r- downloading it all, like saying, like, I think you're like pastoral gift is like way more intense than your worship gift and i'm like no that's not (laughs) that's not right like come on and but just that experience and and listening to how kind and gentle and patient that's been like one of the things i've had to learn in in my ministry the most is like be patient and wait like wait on me wait on that's what god constantly says because i'm not a patient person I'm, I'm like ADD to the max. I'm constantly all over the place. Like everything stimulates me. Like, and it's, it's God always bringing me back. Like, yo, be quiet. Yo, like, listen, Hey, um, I'm going to speak in the still small voice. (laughs) And, uh, so those have been the learning moments. Um, just to just, be patient and even here at Buffalo Vineyard, like with just how gentle Cheryl is or how just um, some of the things that we've been doing and implementing with the spiritual life team. And it's, it's a lot of just like patience and, mm-hmm. and, and doing the stuff as Phil Strout would say, or even that. I don't know if I don't, I think I, th- I, I think Wimber said stuff like that, but like, it's just doing the nitty gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of people that have, have uh, shown me that in grace and humility. So it's, it's, uh, it's great to be a part of that. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Yeah. It, this is something I want to, I want to make a note in our conversation and then come back to it. But depending on which circles you travel in within the church, the idea of mysticism, whether you use that 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 word or not, the idea of mysticism often can can be thought of in more charismatic ways, which we've kind of been talking about it in those terms. And you know, we're we're connected to the vineyard, which is definitely a more charismatic movement. But also, when people talk about mystical experiences, oftentimes they again, if they're coming from a different tradition or a different faith background, they'll talk about it way more in contemplative terms, Mm -hmm. right? Which you were actually just starting to point at that idea of 
you know, like slowing down and discerning and listening. And as much as there are kind of these more like charismatic practices that are connected to an experience of the spirit, there are also a lot of contemplative practices mm-hmm. that are connected to the experience of the spirit, which for me, um, Hey, I think that's really encouraging, right? Cause again, it points to the fact Definitely. that this isn't a vineyard value. This is a Christian value. This yeah. is a kingdom value, right? Yeah. This experience of God and you know, maybe, maybe the Pentecostals do it one way and the, the Catholics do it another, yeah. but it's still the same spirit that we're, that we're pursuing. Right. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. might, it might look different, but there's still that value for the weirdness and the wonderfulness of connecting to the spirit that's at the center of all life. Right. Yeah. So I definitely want to yeah. come back to that and talk about that in more practical terms. Yeah. Cause I think that's where we'll end our conversation is how yeah. do we do this? But I'm curious what that's been like for you, again, in terms of your own experience of, you know, wild charismatic experiences, which I know you have, but also I think I know you well enough. I'm pretty sure you've had some of those more, you know, like leaning into contemplative experiences of God. So I don't know. Talk about that a little bit. What's something like that for you? I mean, we we were even talking about this earlier at breakfast about like being the person that I am and energetic and uh, even though like. I hate talking about Enneagram all the time, but like being a seven and knowing myself better, like I need all the funness and the the craziness and let's do another project and this and that. So like I do highly connect with God through the energetic, like and charismatic, like hands lifting, dancing, shouting, loud songs. But uh, like I said earlier at breakfast, we, I had to learn as a, as a young worship leader, like, oh, there's that person sitting in the corner, not doing anything. They must not be connected with God. No, Zach, like, right. They came up to me and said, wow, that was the most powerful time of worship I've ever experienced with God. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, but you didn't, you, <laughs> you didn't, didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then that thing just clicks in my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, there's different ways that different people connect with God. And that's been something that I've had to learn as in this new role of the spiritual life pastor, just giving people different avenues to worship God or just experience his presence. I've definitely had the jumping up and down, uh, like love every time, every time worship's happening in, in a, in a vineyard retreat or conference, like those are great. But uh, I think some of the newer practices that, God has led me into like definitely Ted said like you should try out spiritual direction and so I started that in Syracuse and that was a great way for me to just connect I am a very emotional person (laughs) a very uh just like deep like even though sometimes I don't look or or sound that way like a deep I process things a lot differently than people. And so like it, it's a good way to go in deeper and talk with somebody that maybe doesn't know me as well. And I can just like, okay, here's my stuff. Uh, and definitely I, I've, I've done stuff in, in bump and, in uh, I did HLI. We, we went through the Jesuit practices of examine. Right. And just these moments of just taking time because I don't like to take time (laughs) and God's just like, and progressively every time I've just sat, even if it's like, that's my problem. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't have enough time. Or like, 
I have to do this the way that Patrick does it. I have to do because Patrick's like, yeah, I journal for like this and this and like, man, I wish I could do that like that. And I, and then God's like, no, you got to do this like Zach. And mm-hmm. and every time I just sit there for like five minutes, God's like, I love you. <laughs> he, he just like he just wants me to be quiet. Yeah. So I, I've definitely been encouraged uh, lately to just take a moment to be quiet or just take a breath because it's needed. I've definitely needed it even more as a, as a dad and taking a moment because every moment with kids is chaotic and crazy. And usually my day is chaotic and crazy with just three different jobs and going this, that, and the other way. And so taking a moment to just breathe or taking a moment to sing a, a, a scripture or a lyric mm. to God. Um, those have been the newer ways that God is like, okay, I like that you love the, the, the craziness and the, the energetic like worship. That's, that's what you were created to do, but you do need to like wind down sometimes. <laughs> so, no, that's cool. Yeah. It's funny that the the things that you're calling new ways are actually things that are like 15, <laughs> yeah. 15 centuries old. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. They've, it's, yeah, it's all over the Bible. Like, yeah, right. All over does, Zach. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I think, again, it's, it's the, at the heart of it is what, you know, in our church, we, we call a value for mysticism, but it's that a, a valuing for, the experience of God being present to us. Mm. And there are times when that has, well, you know, this is the, this is the, the energy that powers suns and black holes and atoms. And, you know, so like, this is, this is God, right? So this is power, but also it's like the profound gentleness and grace of God that would come and suffer and die for the sake of broken people too, you know? And so it's like that, that experience of power and wonder and awe, but also that experience of gentleness and nearness and meekness. Um, and it's all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so man, I feel like the, the two questions that are on the agenda to ask, I feel like we've yeah. already been answering them the whole time, yeah. but I'll ask them anyway. Yeah. We could just be explicit about it. But so when we say we value mysticism, what that means is we actually think it matters, yeah. right? And so the question would be, why does it matter? Like, what are we, so if we just say, ah, we don't care about this anymore, what are we missing out on? Or if yeah. we say, oh no, this really matters, what are we gaining um, in a value for mysticism and what are we losing if we don't value it? Like, yeah. why Why does mysticism matter in your, in your opinion? It's like the lifeblood of what, <laughs> what we do. We're called... Uh, I mean, I'm giving away some of my sermon, but like we are called to be ambassadors of the spirit. Like we're, this is what we do. This is not only is just vineyard people like come Holy Spirit people, but um, even through Jesus, like using the spirit and seeing what the father does. And then we have to do this because he says uh, in John, like, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
you may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. And so if Jesus says that we're going to do greater things than him, then we got to, we better buckle up <laughs> and, and do the stuff because even if it, yeah, even if it is weird or scary, like this, this is what you signed up for when you said, Jesus come into my life, whether you like it or not. There, there's parts of the job sometimes that you don't like doing, like cleaning the toilet or something like that. And uh, there's people that are definitely more gifted in the power and, and spirit uh, and different things of the spirit. But like we all get a piece of the pie. We all get a piece of like, mm. here, charge it, charge it. Let's go charge up. So, so I think, yeah, I think you'd miss out on some of the, yeah. the, the action and some of the, just like, there's a, something missing. If you take the spirit away, like, right. You can't just have the father and the son. That's mm-hmm. great. But not like Jesus said, when he went up to heaven, I'm sending somebody for you yeah. until I get back. And so that's comforting. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. So there was a, a group of, um, ministry leaders and pastors that I used to hang out with quite a bit. And, uh, we, we had decided once that we we were joking, but we almost actually did it. Um, we were going to get t-shirts made that had, um, the phrase on it was going to be tighten the chin strap on your prayer helmet. (laughs) So you made me, you made me remember that (laughs) we'll get t-shirts made with Zach's, uh, Zach's face on them. We can do it the, for the for the mystical life, <laughs> the the mystical pastor, the chief Let's do it, chief chief mystic. When we get uh, our branding all figured <laughs> out with Mark, we can right. go through all that stuff too. <laughs> Tighten the chin strap on your prayer helmet with Zach Lopez. Chief, get our new uh, Buffalo Vineyard uh, uniforms. <laughs> Good, yes. <laughs> if you're listening, um, get ready. <laughs> uniforms are coming. Yes. No, we won't have uniforms. <laughs> if if we get uniforms, it's time for everybody to leave. <laughs> I'll be the first one out the door. All right. So no, I, I agree wholeheartedly in all seriousness. I mean, it, it, but I felt like it's important to say, right. That this isn't just, it's not just one of those values that we can say, well, it's one of our values, but maybe, you know, it's just kind of unique to our, our congregation or our denomination. Really. It's one of the values of the church. Again, you know, different, different people might use different language for it, but the valuing of God's spirit. Yeah. Well, so then, uh, and again, I feel like this is also a question we've been answering over the last, whatever, 30 minutes we've been talking, but just to make it explicit, like what, what do we do, right? How does this get practically implemented in our lives as individuals, in our community? You know, what, what should we be doing as a church? How do we, you know, if we're going to say we value mysticism, how do we know if we're actually living that out or not? Like what should be happening in our church where we say, ah, see, this is us living out our value for mysticism. So how, how does all of this get practical from your perspective? And again, you could answer that like from the, you know, your perspective as an individual or from your perspective as one of our leaders in, in our church, you know, like what does it look like practically for individuals and for our church as a whole to value mysticism? Mm-hmm. I mean, prayer I'm, I always put <laughs> push prayer a lot. I feel like our church is definitely a, a praying church. And I, I totally value Cheryl for the prayer emails that we have. That's just something that needs to be constant. So prayer. But then also definitely 
naturally supernatural means that we don't just pray and say, I mean, it says in James, like, like Pastor Joshua said the other day, like, we don't just pray and say, I hope that you get better or hope that you um, get some clothes. Like, we do stuff. We're proactive. So we uh, give people food. We give people clothes. We, uh, if there's a tough situation, yeah, let's invite the Spirit into it during our week. Like, come Holy Spirit. But if there's something that you've been given in like what you do at work or, or just you have a natural talent to fix something that's broken, do it, <laughs> do it during like do that during the week. And uh, that's that's the spirit that move through you, <laughs> the spirit working through you. And then, yeah, even on Sundays, like. Sometimes we get as leaders like in our mode of like, okay, service, dun, 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 like, I got to leave. No, like you got to, you got to listen to what the Spirit's doing, like come Holy Spirit, or, or if there's somebody that needs prayer, like, okay, even if I have to wait 30 minutes after service to do this, or you go outside and you see somebody like just the other day, like. I was doing church work here and there huge storm and there's somebody stuck on the, the road <laughs> trying to push his car out of the middle of the road. And I could have backed up down the street and left, but I was stuck behind him, but I got out and helped him put like push his car. Like that's doing yeah. the, the spirit work too. Like do what you can. Um, it's a both hand. like pray and do the stuff like do the, the natural helping stuff and that's how we can like yeah we can be ambassadors of the spirit um no that's cool and some of the things you you said but i just wanted to name that i heard you talking about also is that we would be patient mm -hmm. right so like be willing to take the time to actually pay attention to the spirit of god that we would invite Right. That we'd be, you know, you keep using the phrase come Holy Spirit, which mm -hmm. really that's kind of like the there's there's a there's a whole like there's stories connected to that in in the vineyard. It's a vineyard, vineyard mantra. Right. Exactly. It's a vineyard <laughs> mantra. But but essentially what it means is for vineyard people, it means like we need to be people who actually invite not not in formalistic ways, but in real practical ways say to the spirit of God, Hey, would you show up in this? Like we're yeah. inviting you to come and do what you can do because yeah. we can't like, so please show up. Yeah. So being people who invite and then are patient to wait um, and actually listen and respond to the the spirits leading this, the, the voice of God, the power of God, and that we would then just move as the spirit directs us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, the one last thing I'll ask and then maybe we'll call it, a, call it a conversation is, like, how do you, so in those moments, right? So we just said, invite the spirit, wait for the spirit to speak or move, listen, and then respond to whatever the spirit is saying or doing, right? That all begs the question, how do you, how do you know when it's the spirit that's speaking or moving? And I mean, that could be, you know, another hour long podcast episode. Yeah. And uh, I know you guys have the, that prayer training that's coming up in a week or so. And yep. probably that will be a part of that, you yep. know, is is answering that question. But just if you were going to answer that briefly 
from your perspective, how do you answer that question for yourself or when people ask you, hey, how do you know when it's the Holy Spirit that's saying or doing something versus, yeah. you know, what, you know, your own thoughts or your own desires or, you know, whatever it is? Yeah. How do you answer that question? Well, it's like anything like you, you practice, you, okay. you practice like it's like a, me playing guitar, like you practice, you practice, you practice. And I would say definitely like if you're newer at this Christian walk or just you want you're you're in it, you've done this a while, but you're you want to explore new things and go to trainings like that. Go to the uh, I'll do a plug for uh, uh, February 5th at the farmhouse. We have our prayer training. We're going to go through the five step uh, vineyard, five step prayer model uh, with my homies. Emily and Taylor. So I'm excited about that. Go to those things. Those will help equip you to learn how like this, the spirit talks or learn how God speaks to you. And yeah, you just doing it and getting more comfortable praying and listening. You start to notice these different nuances or notice these ways that like God speaks to you. And a lot of times like it makes a lot of sense for me. I I specifically ask God sometimes to speak to me in the most practical ways ever. I said, God, I'm the most oblivious person mm-hmm. ever. So this is, has to smack me in the face. Please and, use a donkey. <laughs> yes, please use a donkey to like talk to me because I, I won't get it unless it's that way. And so usually... Uh, God speaks to me in some very specific but practical ways. So, and our bodies are made in the image of God, but our bo- the way that God made us, sometimes your body can tell you something without even hearing. Like some sometimes you know it's the Spirit because your hands are sweating, or you know yeah. that your heart's racing, or this, that, or the other thing, your body, like pay attention to your body and what your body's doing. Um, because of the way that we were made, our bodies respond to, we're, we're not just physical beings, we're spiritual beings too. So yep, our body tells us a lot. <laughs> yep. So don't, don't wave. Sometimes we can get so stuck in like the ethereal big, like this is the spirit, like, my body is nothing. No, because <laughs> sometimes your body can be a great indicator of what's going on in the in the spiritual realm. So, no, that's cool. Then, so I heard I heard a few things there yeah. that I just want to want to point at or reiterate. So one is um, get around people who know what they're doing. Yep. Right. So just hanging out with people who are more sensitive to the spirit than you are, and having them help you learn. Uh, a second is just try stuff, yep. right? Like trial and error and being willing to step out in faith and say, you know, Hey, I think this is what the the spirit of God is saying or doing. So I'm just going to step out in faith and trust that even if I hear it wrong, God's not going to, you know, he's not going to be mad at me because I was trying to obey him. Um, and then the third thing that I heard you say is just kind of like trust our intuition, trust our body that, you know, if, <clears throat> if I feel like, I've received a word for, let's say you. And, um, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's from God or not, but I'm like scared to death and I've got knots in my stomach and the sweaty palms and 
it's like, okay, something's going on here. So I probably should at least at, at the very least trust that something is happening, share this with Zach. Um, and then together we can talk about or pray about or discern together. Is, is this yeah. really a word from God or? Yeah. 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 At the very least in those moments, like bring those to that person, that first thing, that person that's more, has more years on them or, or, and, and you can discern it together. So that that's how I've learned how to hear from God. Even like sometimes I still today, like, Oh, I think this is the spirit. And then I'll see Steve do something different. And I was like, Oh, maybe that's where the spirit's going instead. Mm. Like not to say that I was totally wrong and maybe that could be for something at some other time, but just watching and waiting and yeah, yeah you'll get it. All right. One last follow-up question. If we were going to say, this is how we know as a church that we are really leaning into this value for mysticism, what kinds of things would we see happening in our community to say, ah, the Buffalo Vineyard Church is a people that values mysticism because these things are happening? Yeah. What would those things be? I mean, I think we're seeing some of it like this Afghan Mm. uh, welcome home project. We're naturally helping and who who knows what the wavelengths will do with that? Like yeah. spiritually, that could go to eternity. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing stuff like that, but we're yeah we're praying. Like we we Christy Lederberg is in remission from cancer because <laughs> we've been praying. We but we also naturally helped their family out in their time of need. Food, prayers, talking with like. Yeah. We see stuff like that. We, we'll, we'll see prayer meetings. We'll see people worshiping. We'll see people helping neighbors out. We'll, we'll see more trainings happening. We'll see yeah. the farm. Like the farm is like kind of like an in-between it all. <laughs> There's yeah. just like the spirit and justice and, and just it's all like this melting pot of goodness we'll see we'll continue to do all this stuff and we'll see healings happening and i I think that's some of the fruit that we'll see if the spirit is really leading leading us um we'll just see people not living selfishly and living a more like loving i mean that's what we could Mark said, we're little Christs when we, when we, uh, sign up to be a Christian. And so we're living like Christ and we're following what the father is doing. So yes. And amen. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Zach. Pastor Zach Lopez, mystical chief (laughs) mystical officer. There you go. (laughs) Tighten the chin strap on your prayer helmet. Yes. All right, man. Amen. Thanks. 242 is a podcast from Buffalo Vineyard Church in Buffalo, New York. Our mission is to teach people the way of King Jesus by regularly encountering God, training each other in the faith, and effectively serving our neighbors. This podcast is just one of the many ways we work to realize this. If you'd like to learn more about who we are or get in touch, visit us at buffalovineyard.org. Our theme music is Face to Face from Vineyard Worship. Thank you for listening.